What's going on? We are live. It's yourself, Ben, myself, Ben, I should say, uh, podcast play on episode six. And if you want to hit us up, podcast play on at gmail.com at podcast play on um, and at beer at Bants on the socials. Uh, we've got a very special guest today, someone, a good friend of ours, a uh, man like Tony D. How you doing, brother? Yeah, I'm good, bro. Thanks for having me out here, yeah, man. man. Give you the handshake, obligatory handshake. I got wet yeah. hands, I went to the toilet. Don't I? <laughs> At least you wash your hands. Yeah, big time, big time. How you been, man? I'm all right, bro. I can't knock it, man. Just same old, same old, living that life, you know. Work, go home, just tweet. Get on that, the Twitter. Yeah, that's literally it. Tweet all day long. Very, relentless. very active on Twitter, man. Very active on Twitter. Um, yeah, so we're going to kickstart with, well... What you got coming up? You got some things coming up first, yeah, so let's get that out of the um, way. And right, I've got a battle coming up. My opponent has not been announced as yet, man, but I have a battle coming up on Premier Battles in December for their All-Star game. Uh, I should have battled last month in Manchester against JC, but he decided that he was going to ignore everyone's phone calls and DMs and not turn up and not even tell anyone that he wasn't turning up. So that kind of went out the window, but I'm still scheduled for a battle. He gave me the bug back again, yeah, because I was bored of it for a minute. But he kind of, the itch came back again. So, yeah, you'll see me uh, December Premier Battle. Shout out, Shorty Horror um, and Briggsy. And, yeah, you're going to see me back in the ring, man. Because it's been stuff. a while. Yeah, it's yeah, been yeah, a yeah. while. Because you've got a lot of fans for battling and also just for being active on Twitter. Um, just yes, indeed. Just talking about active on Twitter. We can see your team. Obviously, rep your team, say your team. Come on, Tottenham Hotspur, man. I've been a Spurs fan since, like, the very early 80s because I'm old. Yeah, you've been, through the, you've been through the thick and ah, yeah, the, the, thin the thick and, and thin, mate. The ups and downs and the... Yeah, from the Ardillas uh, and the Huddles to the Dockerties. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? And, uh, like, the Helder Postigas and those kind of names there. Like, yeah, I, I'm, I've been about it. Nice. Were well, you saying, um, yeah, fair play to you. So it's Tottenham fan. And it's our second week of having Spurs fans. So, you know... We're everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got to be impartial, so I've got to watch what I say. Um... We've got love for everyone. Um, so talking about being on Twitter, your Twitter must have been active the other day, Spurs, League Cup. You were saying off, off air, like you didn't really know too yeah, much about who they were playing. Like the funniest thing was, I didn't even know we had played a game until the next day. I went to work and it was like, oh, what happened to Tottenham? I was like, well, what happened to Tottenham? That's how little I care about the League Cup. Um, you don't think it's important for Spurs fans, like some no, sort of honest, trophy? A trophy would have been nice. A trophy would have been nice, but I think we'll take the FA Cup or maybe the Champions League. Who knows? <laughs> it's possible. Anything's possible. Because um, it was an interesting event. A lot of teams went out early. Big guns, so to speak. Spurs going out. Yeah. Fielding a, a decent side. A decent enough team, yeah. And um, I mean, we went out on penalties, which kind of alludes to a lack of attacking uh, prowess on the night. Like, like I said, I didn't see the game. I had no idea it was happening. But uh, yeah, just to, to go nil-nil after 90 minutes with a lower tier team like that, it says something, I don't know, maybe, it, I don't know who was playing that day. But uh, There's a lot of opportunities for, for Premier League teams, the bigger teams, quote-unquote, to fill their, their reserves or younger players. Yeah, to blood them in and get them a, f a few games and yeah. whatnot. Like, I mean, you look at Chelsea right now, they're forced to do it. And stuff is kind of working for them, do you know what I mean? They're, yeah. They're, 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 the, the kids are taking it on their shoulders and... and putting in performance. Yeah, well, Mason Mount is showing great form. Tammy Abraham as well. Um, and then, like you said, they're forced to do it. I went to the Arsenal game against Forrest mm. and um, had an opportunity to see Tierney in the flesh. First game looked impressive. Bellerin was, was brought back in and then the young players looked good, stepped up. So it's a good chance 
for these teams to have the young players playing and just, you know, give give, give fans a, a chance to see different players. Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, it's really important. Everyone knows, I mean, even in terms of international football, if you look at England, how do you expect to build a, a decent England side when you're not giving any game time to the young English talent. That's it, that's it. Do you know what I mean? So it's mad important that this stuff like this happens instead of like going out to Italy or France and buying in everybody. You need these homegrown English players and you need them playing week in, week out, man. Or it, otherwise, the, the national team is going to suffer. Big time, big time. I think it's a good place for the for the under-21s, under-18s and everything. Yeah. And we're getting the, the youth players even forcing themselves in the first team and, and in Premier League teams. So it's a good time for British players. Um... Kickstarting the weekend, first game. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but Liverpool uh, winning ugly. Do you know what? No, I was I was actually driving. I was stuck in the most traffic yesterday. Oh mate, I was in traffic for like ninety minutes. Um, so I was listening to it on the radio. Okay. Yeah. Cause if you're gonna if you're gonna be stuck for a yeah, substantial amount of time, well ninety minutes is. Uh, um, yeah, and like I said, because I'm one of those old guys as well. Yeah, put on AM. <laughs> Straight put away. On, put on the five AM. or five or talk sport. Yeah, and listen to the football. Um, and yes, yeah, so I was listening to it, and he's like, yeah, they were relentless, but they were struggling to break it, that break down the team. And the worst thing was when they scored, the people on the radio were like, this keeper, he's had nothing to do all game, and then he's let one go through his legs. It's tough like, for them, especially because they're a promoted team, and this is such a big, big, uh, big game for them. A lot of people thought they were going to get brushed easily, and to be fair, Sheffield United showing that, you know, that they're, they're playing a big part in the league, yeah, and oh, the way they're playing, in. and they deserve to be here. They definitely dug in, man. I'd like for 70 minutes, they failed, to, uh, Liverpool failed to get a shot on target. The first shot they had on target went in. That went out and volley in. Yeah, and it's unfortunate. It, just, it was so unfortunate, man. But it's one of the things, you know, uh, they'll tell you when you go down to collect the ball, you collect, you, you put your knee down. Turn your yeah, knee in, yeah. You turn your knee. You're talking from experience. You used to be a goalie. <laughs> no, nah, do you know what? I never used to be a goalie at all, man. <laughs> I was a goal scorer. I used to bang them in as a kid. Yeah. Um, who did but, you want to, who was you like? Was you. Was you trying to be a Lineker or righty? Or I wanted to Owen? be Lineker. I wanted to be okay. Gary Lineker, man. And then, then it would have been a little bit of Klinsman. Um, the diving. The diving, yeah. You know what? Klinsman, he's technically like, oh, amazing. He's incredible. And I think player, the diving man. thing overshadowed all of his, all of his yeah, good work just and the fact he was play. so good. It, it, funnily enough, it's kind of like, now nah, you've got like, uh, Mo Salah and Harry Kane are both accused of being divers. And people kind of use it to mask the fact these are really good players who batter your team. Do you know what I mean? On their day when they're coming out to play. And like, oh, no, it's a dive or they're tapping much. And so on. No, these men score goals, bro. They know how to win a penalty. There's an art in it. And... Oh, definitely. Yeah. And definitely. I think Harry Kane, more so than Salah, has, has perfected that. Oh, I don't know, because Salah can... He can fall over. But yeah, Harry... He can fall I over. I think it's one of them... Do you know... Uh, you, if contact in the box is a very, like, as a defender, you really got to watch what you're doing now, man. Because, yeah, you, you they'll ruin your life. The slightest touch and you go down. Like I see, what's his name yesterday? Uh, Bertrand, I think it was. Someone put a hand on his shoulder. Oh, it was for the uh, second yellow card. For yeah, yeah, and he fell. Your guy. You can't oh, pull, yeah. if you pull someone's shirt in the street, they don't fall over. To be honest, that that first that, that first tackle could have been a red. The way he clamped oh, him, man. I don't know what he was thinking, man. Mm. I do not know what he was thinking. He no head whatsoever. First of all, it's a tackle from behind. It's been outlawed for about fifteen years. Yeah, then it was a scissors, like which is completely illegal. Yeah, it could have been a red on a, a yeah. different ref, different day. Well, speaking of goalie mistakes, I know we were gonna sort of end with the Spurs thing, but it flows in nicely. Talking of goalie mistakes, Larice, oh, is that it again? Mate. 
Um, what's he trying to do playing at the back? Well, and then th- what is he trying to do? The drag back? I mean, he's yeah. got it in him. For every world-class save, he's got a calamity in him. He's done it in the World Cup and he did it the other day. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, to be honest, when I looked at him, I mean, a lot of people try to play from the back now. Uh, Arsenal was punished for it the other day. You've seen teams get punished. I think yes, just even yesterday, it wasn't just Tottenham who got punished playing out from the back. Um, but if you listen to Poch, Poch says, well, you can blame me because I tell him to play that way. So I understand, like, sometimes I'm from a, the 80s. I'm from a different era. Hoof it. Yeah? Do you know if in that, put it out. Go long. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows the kid, yeah? If in that, put it out. Well, Go long. Put it up the pitch. Um, they're trying to stop that now on the, on, the, on the youth level. Really? Yeah, they're really trying to, <coughs> especially with some of the coaches I work with, they're really trying to teach the kids a way of playing and not to go long, not to put it out, which at times is, you know, raises an eyebrow, raises a question, but... Yeah, I get it. I do get it because it's, uh, yeah, you, you you play from the back, you play football, but sometimes, sometimes you have got to put your foot through it, yeah, and send it 60 yards that way, like sometimes. So, Larice, it was a ridiculous thing he did. It was proper, especially where he did it, under very little pressure. He made the pressure himself. He invited it on. He but loves it. He loves it. Yeah, as I said, Poch <laughs> told him to play that way, play out from the back and try those type of things. Because he brought a lot of unwanted pressure into your team because you were 1-0 up, son, the, the man, you know, yeah. doing his thing. And then you had the sending off. Which was just, yeah, in, in a matter of minutes as well, man. He got two yellow cards so quickly. You think so that's fair? Quickly. Well, we just said, yeah. Yeah, the he, second he one might have been a little to bit. be sent off just for the first challenge. Yeah, and for the second that. one, he should have been... Like, be aware of what you're doing, man. You, you're on a booking already. Like, just watch what's happening around you. Mm, mm. Looking, looking good, though. But Spurs finally coming, coming in. Um, new signing settled in, scored in Dembele. Yeah, he's got two in, I think, two in three games at home. He's got a shot in him, unlike um, Sissoko. Oh, definitely. Oh, man. <laughs> Do you know what? Sissoko last year was probably one of my favourite Spurs players, man. He did everything. The engine on the guy is incredible. Mm. But I don't know, like, if you, follow, if you don't follow me on Twitter, it's at Tony D. Poison. Follow me, I'm hilarious. Uh, but um, I, I said, like, he's like Lenny from Mice and Men. Like, he's big, <laughs> he's powerful, but his decision-making is atrocious. He's, when it comes to shooting or crossing his final product, it's like when you see him with the ball, and you're like, the IQ is not there. Yeah, it's like you're not. He's not gonna score. He's not going. Just it, there's never any threat from him. But if he's got the ball, he's very difficult to shake off, man. Yeah, he's strong. And he will, and he will just go through three, four players just on a little thirty-yard run. Do you know what I mean? So I like, I like him. But yeah, he can't shoot at all, man. But mm-hmm. um, cohesion in the team. With the new signings and the old players, or you think it's getting a bit, getting a bit static now? Um, I'm not sure. You've got a kind of some, uh, what would you call it? A little bit of unrest in the dressing room with players coming to the end of their contracts, obviously, and making it clear that they want to leave, making it known they want to come out. Um, but Ericsson, keeping Ericsson is important. You think he'll carry on? I, I love him as a player, man. I, I wish, I hope he signed a new contract and stay for another three years or whatever. But. If he wants to go and he's causing unrest in the dressing room, it's not good for the cohesion, for the team as a unit. It's probably not the best thing in the world for him to stay there. Uh, but you've got uh, Los Celso who's coming, injured at the moment. Hopefully we'll see him. You've got Sessignon and Dombele is incredible. Um, Winks is coming good. I mean, oh, he, he, he does the simple things. 
Um, does him well. Really well. Maybe needs to carry the ball a bit more and get a bit involved the attacking side, but I'll find that pass. Yeah, but he, like people say they criticise him, he goes sideways a lot, but the fella knows how to, he, he'll win the ball back, he'll control the ball, and I think his pass completion rate is like, it's above 95%. Like yeah, for but when you're only passing matches. over 10 yards, 15 yeah. yards, it's not that hard, is it? I don't think I've ever seen him spray a 70 yard or a 50 yard. It's in his locker though, it's in the locker. You know what I mean? Must have, well, which locker? Foot locker? <laughs> Which locker's that? It's definitely in his locker, man. I'm a big fan of Harry Winks. I'm a very big fan. I'm not convinced. Like yet. And that's said, not even that's not even being a bias. I just I want to see maybe a bit more from him. Um, but yeah. I think he just plays that role. He, he's told to play a very particular role. Um, it's a so-called that moves forward a little bit more than he does. Yeah. But yeah, he performs that place well in the pitch. And thoughts on Pochettino? The, you know, one last dance this year. If it doesn't work out, can you see him moving on? Um, I hope not. I think he's he's uh, he came in, he set his stall out, and he kind of he's a, he built a brand, his type of his personal poch brand of Tottenham Hotspur. That he's he's the, the, whether it's the training facilities, the methods, uh, the coaching methods, the bringing players in, uh, he's really kind of set a stall out, and consistently he's had us playing the best football and achieving the most the highest league positions year after year than I've seen in the last 35 years of watching Tottenham best, so this is the best Spurs best Spurs team arguably last season um, I think so yeah you got to the final this is definitely the best as a unit of players it's the best Tottenham team I've I've, I've seen in my life um I, and I hope he stays I hope he stays for another like 10 15 years I mean if you look at Alex Ferguson Ferguson was like two games from getting a sack and then he, he won a trophy and then he went on and dominated English football for 20 years. Uh, so, yeah, I'd like to see him be given the time to stay in. And interesting, interesting. Thing. OK, so we just covered the Spurs game, uh, covered the Liverpool game. Manchester City travelling to Goodison Park. Everton, you know, tough game, manager under a lot of pressure. Dece a good game for him to face, sort of, because... you. You know, you're not going to get much from Man City. A, a draw would have been seen as a positive result. So they 100%. they lost in the end. Um, so it's maybe giving him another week. Some signs of improvement from Everton. They're looking good. But Man City and, and in particular, Mahrez, what can you say about him yeah, and the I, team? He played a blinder yesterday, man. Like He was the go-to guy yesterday. He was at the centre of everything. And all over the pitch, not just down, like not just on the wing. Do you know what I mean? In the middle, like he was everywhere. He was tackling back. He was yeah. He was winning tackles. He was playing balls through. Um, the goal he scored, I think Pickford should have a proper word with himself. Um, I'm not too not not too impressed with Pickford. I mean, he gets picked over Heaton because of his kicking game. Yeah. You know, he was at fault. Maybe the free kick he could have stopped the free kick. I think he should have. I I don't think he's supposed to get beat. At that that part, that's what the wall's there for. Yeah, the yeah. wall is to is to is to safeguard that part of your goal, so you don't get beat over here. And he did, like, yeah, it was a, yeah, not the best, um, not the best display from him. But yeah, Man City are different gravy, man. Ridiculous. They're, they're, they just seem to play at like eleven. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. They they play at volume eleven at all times. It's swift passing. Um, they press. They yeah. I mean, I was I was in the barber shop watching it, waiting to get a haircut. And I think it was 1-1 by the time I got into the chair. Mm. And then, um, yeah, it was just ridiculous, man. They are so... Everton were, were, were trying. But, jeez. Oh, that goal. The one he nicked off Seamus Coleman. Oh, let's speak on that. Because oh, Coleman mate. said something to him. He did, I yeah. mean, <laughs> at, first, at first viewing of it, it looked like Coleman had the awareness to 
to lift it over the keeper and put it across the goal. Yeah. So fair play to Comas, who I, I respect a lot. He's an amazing player. Yeah, I think he's a very good and player. And then Calvert-Lewin, is it, stormed in. And just nicked it. You know, and it could have been ruled off for offside. Maybe, I mean, it wasn't obviously offside, but, you know, thoughts on that? Because was that cheeky or do you want your striker to, to get in there and do that? Well, be I ruthless? As a striker, I, I, I couldn't think of a striker who wouldn't take it. What was the fella's name? Uh, Nugent. I think his record for England is like one game, one goal, because he he took he took someone's goal. It was rolling in, and he just smashed it in the net. Um, I think it was Nugent. It might not have been, but uh, like as a striker, of course you, you got to be ruthless. Goals, yeah, man, you want goals, and it did seem like it might have been across. Uh, looking at the trajectory of the ball, maybe it would have hit the post, or maybe it would have just nestled in the side netting. Anything could have happened. Yeah, Calvert Lewin just made sure. And then Coleman had words with him. It's like, did he say something to him? Yeah, I think he did. Try I, and I, hot him up, or I think he. You can see where they was all celebrating and whatnot. He, he's, he's pulled him do you aside. Think he, and do like, you think he had him in his own fantasy football team? Do you think Coleman <laughs> had him in his own team? And he's like, look, you, you bastard, you just took. Yeah, you've nicked it. You've nicked points it. off me. You've took points off me. Um, because no, Calvert-Lewin had a few chances as well. That Everton had some did. chances. It did. I think they had the most since 2015 against Manchester yeah. City. Mina um, had a chance. Yeah, they they had this downward header that was yeah. a pretty good. I think no, he got knocked just before. So Calvert-Lewin had a, another opportunity that he really should have buried, man. And mm. I think he should have put it over the keeper. Oh, that's when Sigurdsson no, thread him through. Yeah. Where's Sigurdsson? Where's, where's um, <sighs> Richarlison? Where, you know, these two players... Very good that player. were firing last season. I rate Sigurdsson highly, man. He's one that he, when he was at Ex-Spurs, Spurs, I really liked him. Yeah, he's got a have him back if Ericsson goes. Uh, would it work or no, Ali? I you got Ali in that position. I don't maybe. think he's quite the quality of Ericsson. Um, slightly different player. Yeah, but just slightly you need that different. creative. But yeah, you you do need a creative outlet. But then saying that, if you look at the footage I've seen of Ndombele, uh out like from what you previously did, he's got a like he can go past people. He, he takes people on and 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 whatnot. Um, I like what he does. So maybe we don't like we've got La Celso as well. Uh, you've got Lamella. Uh, you don't need him. Can, you don't need him. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say we don't need him because I like I said I like what he brings to the team. Mm. But if he does go, I think there's certain players who can step into that role. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of a player that's stepping into his role more, Callum Wilson can see, continues his scoring streak. Uh, scoring streak I'm a bit hungover today so I'm trying to get the words out with a wordsmith I'm under pressure with the <laughs> famous battle rap I'm joking but these two teams West Ham Bournemouth going head to head a lot of goals in it didn't disappoint yeah. again um, and West Ham and Bournemouth are doing it man you know they're, they're yeah, quietly yeah. picking up noise and then a little bit a little bit of needle at the end between um, the two managers having a word and I think the VAR the, that was the game where VAR allowed a goal and then disallowed a goal right it's mad, the VAR it, thing. I don't know, you know, they need to sort it out. It's really, really up in the air, man, because it, it it's even a... Do you know where they say it's like an obvious mistake, an obvious f- mistake by the ref? And I think Sun scored last week and they gave it... The VAR gave it as offside, but it couldn't have been an obvious mistake because he was like a centimetre. Do you know, like a centimetre off... So that's not an obvious mistake as a, as a, as a human being looking along a human's eyes. Yeah. That's not obvious. So I, I think they need to re- retune it, refine, tighten it up a bit. Yeah, what they what they kind of consider uh, as as uh, real mistakes. Mm. But um, yeah, the VAR I think it can be beneficial for football if they iron out these little these little creases and such. 
I mean, it's great. Spurs have got that, that VAR, my lord, VAR. Yeah. I don't know if you lot have patterned that up, but that's it's great when it works in your favour. Oh yeah, when it goes in your favour, it's um, lovely. But when your team scores and everyone's celebrating, going mad, and then it and then it gets chalked off, you you're yeah. like, what's all this yeah, about? Like, and the delay between on, the goal and checking it, I loved the uh, the celebration. Um, the Spurs, uh, what's his name? Who scored? In Dembele, whatever I can't mispronounce it. In Dembele, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When he scored, he did the VAR. Did you uh, see? Yeah, okay, no, I didn't see it. <laughs> he did the cell- <laughs> Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're good to go. So <laughs> people are making fun of it. Um, just wrapping up a few more games, and then we're going to get to some deeper topics. Um, Pookie, no Pookie party. Norwich, not scoring again. Palace popping up. Townsend, yeah. another one of your old players yeah. doing well. Another one. Man. And Zaha getting back into it. I mean, he doesn't score, but the damage he causes is just ridiculous. It's and phenomenal, man. Yeah. Like in a team where, I think in a team where he had another three or four Zahas around him. Like, if he was to put him in a Man City team, could you imagine the stuff that he could do? Do you like, think he's got the passing capability, though? Because he's more of a direct player and it works around him where he draws in defenders and players and then feeds off. But has he, has he got the, the one-two, the slick passing... Well, that's what, like, I'm not a football manager. I'm a, I'm a, a casual fan. Yeah. So I guess there's something about him that doesn't have all those top managers. Like, I'm going to have him for Because he went team. to United and it, he was maybe a bit yeah, too young and it didn't work a, out. slightly too young, man. Because, I mean, we saw Pogba at United before. Yeah. And it wasn't the greatest uh, time of his life. Mm. And then he went away and he's back there now. Yeah. And he's still getting slated. <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah like Zaha, I, I rate him a lot, man. He, he's what you want in a football player. Like, mm, he's... Mm. he's like active, he takes people on, he runs at players. And like you said, yeah, he does draw two, three players around him and he'll take them and all of a sudden space opens up. So maybe he's at the right. I think Palace is a place where he can really make a name. He can be the centre of attention. Because he wanted to leave and he sort of didn't get his, didn't get his move and then he's showing that, all right, head down, knuckle down and it, and it might come in the future because Arsenal were in for him. Yeah. They ended up getting Pepe. Um, just talking of Pogba, uh, the big game Monday night. Man United, Arsenal, mm-hmm. a lot of history within that game. Man United struggling to find massive game players and maybe relying on Mason Greenwood, a 17 year old. Yeah, it's going to be a big game, a young boy. But yeah, it's going to be a crazy game. I mean, they're suffering at the moment, and it is like you look at the rivalry over the past 20 years. Uh, it's, it's incredible between Man United and Arsenal, they've proper like Keane and the uh. Key of Vieira and Keane, yeah. they had their little thingies. Uh, Even key. before that, back in like the George Graham days, where Anders Limpar came steaming in and Merson, okay. and it kicked off, and team they got deducted points. Yeah, and yeah, well, because I'm not an Arsenal fan, I'm not too not too familiar with the, uh, those days. But uh, Keown and Van Nistelrooy, the penalty miss and those shenanigans. There's a lot of needle. There's always been a lot. Uh, of, there's always been a lot after. There's always been something there. So the game's gonna be very spicy, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, but to be honest. Uh, just objectively, that front three of Arsenal, um, Pepe, Aubameyang, and Lacazette. and Lacazette, I couldn't think of any centre backs in the world, any centre backs who would welcome those three players bearing down on you. It's speed, it, speed, speed worries players. Nightmare, like an absolute nightmare. They are quality. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know if at this moment United have got what it is. Um, De Gea seems to have lost a little bit of. What made him such a supreme? He was a unit. I mean, he's he was worth nine points a season by himself. He was pulling off a, amazing saves, and he seems to have s- suffered a little dip in form lately. Maybe head's not in it. Maybe one eye on 
Going um, back to Spain. Yeah, perhaps. Perhaps maybe he's run his course. Maybe he's been there a little bit too long and he's becoming a bit stale. I don't know. Um, but again, I don't even know if Oli is the, is the man for the job. But I understand the history he has with Man United, winning the Champions League, um, being that that real United stalwart that he is. Yeah. But he's an inexperienced manager, man. He's he's very new at this. And Man United is one of the greatest in terms of history, in terms of name, in terms of global uh, uh, notoriety. He's one of the biggest well-known football teams in the world. And you've just given it to a guy who's got experience where? Mm. Where was he manager before? Was it Cardiff or... or somebody? Like he was low, in lower in league, Europe, man. Yeah, yeah, he weren't... He he weren't was, it's... it's He's, He's been thrown into the deep end. Yeah, exactly. And where with Frank had a bit more experience at Derby. It'll be interesting to see. Um, so, yeah, you know, all the best. Obviously, I don't want them to win <laughs> on the Monday, but uh, we, we, I'll keep it, imp- I do. <laughs> keep it impartial. For I'm trying to be a neutral host. <laughs> I want to come on some of these other podcasts, the, the other football podcasts, you get me? Yeah, fly the flag. Yeah. Nah, man, I'll just be normal, innit? I can talk about every team, Leighton Orient, innit? Even my local team, or Clapton FC, or... Uh-huh. Um, other side of Manchester, Bernardo Silva, the recent tweet oh, fired off, uh, sharing some jokes at Benjamin Mendy's expense. Um, yeah. Comparing Benjamin Mendy, a picture of him with this with a racist image. Yeah, the, like, the history of the history of that cartoon and image is is not is not not, it's not good, not positive not at all. It doesn't have any positive uh, connotations whatsoever, man. And then people obviously voicing their concern, uh, the FA looking into it. But then John Barnes surprisingly speaking up and voicing his opinion, and everyone's entitled to their opinion. What's your thoughts on first of all the Bernardo Silva tweet? Um, the tweet itself. It's racist. It's, it's, it, it, in terms of, and I, this is what I, I think John Barnes is kind of, I understand why he defended it, but I don't agree for the simple fact. Mendy and Bernardo Silva, if they have a friendship and they send that to each other via text message or a WhatsApp message, that's fine. You and him know your boundaries. You know the jokes that you're going to have. Well, as soon as you put that on Twitter to a worldwide audience where other black people are going to see that and be incredibly offended by it, you have got to know, like, you've got to know this is not... Me and Smith, me and Locksmith, cl- very close friends, very good friends, we have some incredible banter between us that sometimes we, we, we meet each other and we're like, oh, did you see that thing on Twitter? I was going to comment something, but I'm, it's not for everyone else. Me and his relationship is not to be exposed to everyone. Everyone is in a WhatsApp group where sensitive things get sent around and circulated that is not for mainstream uh, use. So I think that, because what it does when you send that out there, it will give leverage to people who, people will say, oh, it's just banter. Look, he says it's banter. John Barnes has come out and said it's banter. So I'm allowed to do it. If you send that to me, bruv, that's not banner. It's on top, I'm yeah. wholly offended by what you've just done. Mm. So between two people who are friends, fair enough. But keep it between you. Don't broadcast it to the world because it's offensive. The history of it is incredibly offensive. And then you've got people talking about, well, Kevin De Bruyne was compared to the Milky Bar kid. Tintin. The, and yeah, and Tintin. Well, fair not, enough. Yeah. But why people have never been oppressed in the... Se- and you're talking about something. Martin Luther King, uh, the March to Selma, was 65 or 68. Uh, It's very recently in history, man. Mm. It's like 51 years ago. 51 is not age. If you're 51 right now, you're pretty young. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, so it's not far enough back. 
in history for you to be like, oh, yeah, well, it doesn't matter. It's not important anymore. To be blasé about it. Yeah, yeah. to be so blasé. And it's, for instance, you've got John Barnes, who there's an iconic image of him backheeling a banana. People used to throw bananas at him. That was the era he grew up playing football. Now, imagine if Peter Bearsley had come to him and said, all right, in the change room, here's a banana, John. Would he have found it funny? I doubt it, mm. yeah, because of all the connotations that's involved with it. So, and we know Peter Beardsley just got into a lot of trouble. Yeah, Peter Beardsley's, you know, right? So suspended and that's yeah. So it's very different what two people do it, to each other and their relationship to when you put it out to a worldwide global audience, man. It's mad different. And personally, I was offended by it. Like that's racism to me. Yeah, a lot of people are offended, and I know Raheem Sterling's come out to defend his teammate, his which is teammate, interesting. Which I think he may feel that he had to do to show some sort of solidarity, but the, he needs to be having a word with, I don't even care what, what you Someone do should have spoke to him on the training ground. Yeah, and, and just had a quiet word and like, don't come out and defend that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's upsetting what's come out and hopefully it gets resolved or there's an apology, a public apology. I hope so, but it, I don't, well, see, I don't think be, it's going to happen. Yeah, it needs to be. Um, interesting, man, interesting. Okay. Recover most things. It's a short, you know, so we're keeping it moving. It's mm. been quick already. Yeah, it's been flown by, man. It's flown by. Like, I, that's, I can talk forever. Nice, nah, like. good. We'll have, to, we'll have to have you back with everyone else. Um, there's anything you just want to plug and let the people know? What um, just my Twitter, you can check out. at Tony D Poison. Um, look, watch out for Premier Battles. You'll see me there in December, but check them out anyway. There's a lot of stuff. Check out any Tony D battle you feel like. Um, just put in Tony D versus. And yeah, who do you be? Who do you think would be a good football battler? Like if he was to clash anyone, um, that'd be a mad one. Like Roy Keane. <laughs> Roy Keane would be like a mad MC. Roy Keane would be mad. Yeah, he got them. He them leg breaking offensive bars, man. Like yeah, he's he's no on rules. crud. No rules at all. Yeah, he yeah. he'd be the guy talking about your dead relatives and oh. stuff. That like, he'd be him. Oh so, yeah, probably Roy Keane. Roy Keane's a good shot, man. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I've been Ben. Uh, big thank you to Tony for coming on. Thank you for having me, um, man. Podcast, play on, um, play on podcast, all the social medias, you know what to do. If you want to get on the show, hit us up. Uh, thanks for Cal behind the scenes, putting the work in. And uh, yeah, subscribe, like, and share. Thank you.